0: God lives in the present. And Mm -hmm. so if you're rushing forward or you're going and you, or you never come out of where you were, then you're never with God because you're always somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, I'm the guy that would not rush forward in the sense that I change a ton, but rush forward in the sense that like, I'm trying to predict, okay, the sovereignty of God means that I have to, you know, like, there's all these other things I need to move to instead of just being where I was, which is I lost my wife. I lost my best friend. I lost my daughter's mom.
1: Life is a journey and most of it is spent in the in-between, in the middle places, but every once in a while, you find yourself on the other side of something.
2: These are the stories we are telling here. We believe that stories change the world and we hope that when you hear stories of lives changed, obstacles overcome, lives broken, lives mended, and hope found, you'll actually see yourself in their stories.
1: Now more than ever, we need each other and we need each other's stories. This is on the other side.
2: Hey guys, it's Aaron Ivy and Jamie Ivy, and on today's show, we have Jonathan and Alina Pitts, a father and daughter duo. Alina Pitts is a 15-year-old actress, author, and vocalist. And in 2015, at the age of 11, Alina starred in a movie called War Room that began a professional acting debut. Shortly after, Alina started on a new journey and co-authored a three-book fictional series aptly titled Lena in the Spotlight. The books are written with her mother, Winter Pitts, author and founder of Four Girls Like You Ministries.
1: Remember when we watched the movie War Room with our family?
2: I do. It was awesome.
1: It was so good. We also have Alina's dad on the show today, Jonathan Pitts. He's an author, speaker, and the executive pastor at Church of the City in Franklin, Tennessee. He previously served as the executive director at the Urban Alternative the national ministry of dr tony evans jonathan has co-authored two books alongside his late wife winter he is also president and co-founder of for girls like you ministries which is an equipping and resourcing ministry for tween girls and their parents which we proudly support in our household jonathan's the father of four daughters and was blessed with 15 very intentional years of marriage to his wife winter
2: On July 24th, 2018, Winter unexpectedly died. And in this interview, Jamie sat down with both Alina and Jonathan to talk about what life has been like for them on the other side of losing their mom and wife. Let's hear what it's been like to be on the other side of losing someone.
0: A lot's different. I mean, I'll I'll first talk about what's the same. Like what's the same is, like you said, I think it's always going to be. But what's different is with acceptance for me, has come the ability to heal. And I wouldn't say I never accepted that winter passed. I actually accepted it pretty early on, but I think I wanted to deny the process I would have to go through to heal. And I think what's most different is right now I'm probably in the most sober place, like sober is such a big word for me, like a sober place um, of owning where I am that's allowing me to heal that I couldn't heal when I was really just trying to pile things on top to make life Feel better, which was probably something I needed to do because
1: you mean early on, right? Early on, yeah, yeah.
0: Like I, you know, for me, it was like I wanted to avoid. Like everybody would say, like it's going to be, you know, the first, the first are going to be hard, and this and all the stuff people say. And I was annoyed, and um yeah, sometimes I'd be angry that they would assume that was going to be my story. And what's funny is now I can look back and be like, yeah, most of what they said was actually that was actually true. How it's going to be? Yeah, you said
1: you um acknowledged and accepted pretty soon. Mm -hmm. I've never actually heard anyone not accept that someone had passed away. Explain what you mean by that, that you accepted it pretty soon.
0: Yeah, I think just dealing with the reality in their absence. And um, I think most people, my counselor actually said it like this, that people either tend to stay in the past and never get over what happened or Mm -hmm. what was lost. Or, and this could be like not just death, anything. Or they rush so fast into the future that they forget themselves, and so like they 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 err on one side or the other instead of just being present. And he basically said, um, God lives in the present, and Mm -hmm. so if you're rushing forward or you're going and you or you never come out of where you were, then you're never with God because you're always somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me, I'm the guy that would not rush forward in the sense that I change a ton, but rush forward in the sense that like I'm trying to predict, okay, the sovereignty of God means that I have to, you know, like there's all these other things I need to move to instead of just being where I was, which is I lost my wife. I yeah. lost my best friend. I lost my daughter's mom. You know, mm-hmm. it's- uh,
1: Allowing be, yourself to sit in that grief and yeah. not have to think about what does this mean or how do we go? What does that look like?
0: Yeah, and it's not fun. Like I hate <laughs> sitting in grief, <laughs> but sitting in it is the- o- I just was telling Alina this actually as we were coming here, like sitting in it is the only way- that you can actually ever heal. Mm. So,
1: what about you, Elena? What does the last 18 months look like for you? How can you look back and say what is what's happened for me in these last 18 months? Like your dad was just talking about how having to figure out how to a- a- accept it and sit in it. I'd say it's been a lot of like figuring myself out sooner than I thought I would have
3: to. Um, or like sooner than I would want to, like a lot of the things that I have to deal with are not things that like the average 15 year old would have to deal with, which makes it hard. But then also like the benefit is like, I'm kind of farther ahead in my walk with Christ and like, I'm able to connect with people that have been through hard things and like have empathy and not so much like sympathy. And so like being here today, I would say that like the past 18 months has been full of a lot of moments that I don't like, but then also moments like now where I'm like kind of okay in a way like i feel like a lot of it is a lot of it is trying to like keep your head above water like the like that's the only image i can think of yeah. is just like you're just like swimming and like yeah. doggy pedaling and just trying to stay up and then there's like a couple seconds where you're like okay you know and like those seconds are like you don't want them to go away and then when they do like you're like all right it's time to process more and so for me like i've just learned myself and i've learned to like process and learn what that looks like for me um and yeah,
1: it definitely sucks. How but, do you feel today? You feel okay or paddling? I feel really good. You feel really good, yeah. I, Jonathan,
0: yeah. I would two things. One, I would I would say I sense, and I've spent a lot of time with Alina over these last almost eighteen months, that she actually is like not even paddling, but she's arrived on like some beach or some island where she can actually just rest for a little while. And praise
3: God, I'm you glad that you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think she's I,
0: afraid to actually say that. Yeah, but
3: I, do you feel that way, Alina? I yes, I feel like. Because all of my life, though, has not gone the way that I planned it, I feel like I always question, like, am I I resting on it? Like, I don't want to say it because I feel like it's not going to. But I I would also
0: say, like, Alina accepted everything really on, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, but she was actually really angry. Like, Mm -hmm. anger is the only word I can use to express how Alina was for the first year. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Angry at God? I, I feel like more at, I feel like, yes, there were moments where I was really frustrated and angry at God. I feel like it's more at people. Like I just was like bitter and frustrated and like, like grieving. No one tells you that like people are gonna say dumb stuff and like mm. you know what I mean. Yeah. Like they're just gonna say stupid stuff. And like for me, just I like distrusted a lot of like my friendships and relationships and like, yeah, it was a lot of distrust, a lot of anger towards people that I didn't have a reason to yeah. be angry. at. Well, I think
0: you were just directing. Yeah, I'm not gonna say you you were directing anger. That was towards God at them, but it was just like, that's the only place you could direct it because they're in your lives, yeah, including me. And what's funny is like, I will say early on in my grief, well, early on in my lack of acceptance of grief, I wanted my kids to not necessarily accept it either. So when Alina was angry, like I was actually trying to just be this force of positivity that was like (laughs) this voice of God to her. And for me, it actually became a level of codependence that I had to actually repent from Mm. because it was like me, like when she didn't react how I wanted her to react, I would begin getting upset, like, like, like I was doing, like I was doing something wrong and she was like holding a mirror up to me, uh, however people explain codependence, but yeah. I would realize that I was actually in the wrong because I'm trying to make her be where I'm at, you know, and ultimately she was where she was. And so anyway, yeah,
3: yeah. that was a rough, I forget, <laughs> I forget what that
1: was. Yeah. Rough between you and your dad. Yeah,
3: for sure. I,
0: I put more weight on her than she could even carry yeah. in doing that. You yeah.
1: Know, so. Well, I mean, they say everyone grieves differently. And mm-hmm. I mean, we see this in marriages sometimes if there would be a, a, a huge loss of a child or career or something that husband and wife can grieve so differently that it can be very difficult on their relationship. And we're seeing this here and Jonathan, you're, you're grieving and you have four girls that you're grieving with. Yeah. I mean that you're, I can see how you're like, I'm going to be positive because I want them to be positive. Mm
0: -hmm. And um, it's this beautiful saying. I was uh, recently at a conference and this guy who's like a psychologist said that to the, to the degree that a parent's, can make sense of their story is to the degree that that child can actually feel secure in theirs. And I've done a lot wrong in the last 18 months, but one of the things I feel like I have done well is at least own my story. Mm -hmm. And um, in owning my story... The thing that we have as believers is, like, the sovereignty of God is such a big deal. Like, we can just trust that God knows what he's doing. And I do feel like I, I leaned into that. Like, yeah. somehow, some way, God is going to make sense of this. Yeah. And I still think that's true. I just was really, really positive. in the night, right. you know? And then
3: <laughs> Alina,
1: you're like, this is not yeah, okay. That was mean. That was brutal.
3: Yeah, she's like,
0: I don't care if he knows what he's doing. I don't like it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So.
1: Um, Alina, I have a question for you. Um, you mentioned this island. Like, you feel like it's hard for me to say I'm resting because it feels weird. Do you feel guilty for feeling okay? Yep, that's what I just had a conversation with my counselor about. Just like watching,
3: because I remember like being like really low in the valley and just like looking around, like the world does not stop moving and people keep living their lives. And like, I think a lot of my anger was definitely like,
1: I'm here and everyone else is like. Like people are mad about their order being wrong. Exactly. And And I was.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yep. And so. Like, I do feel guilty, like, at times, because, like, especially, like, even with my dad, like, if he's having a tough day and my day's, like, really, really good, I find it hard to, like, express to him that my day was really, really good because I feel bad that you feel bad, and then even, like, with family, we have some family members that just, like, went through a loss, and, like, I feel like I'm really, really good, and I feel bad for feeling really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, it's funny because I told her because she was able to process feelings way earlier on that I couldn't even process. Like, I, like, I'm still processing things that I I want her to enjoy herself, you know? So I was like, don't feel guilty at all. Like, you've processed that. You've dealt with that, you know? And um, so it's just interesting because everybody's grief is different. Everybody's grief is different. Yeah.
1: Alina, do you remember when that changed for you? When when you started feeling okay? Um, Traveling,
3: probably. I just went on, like, two really fun international trips, and I feel like that was just, like, my... Like, God is just teaching me things and, like, slowing things down, like, in a way. Like, I feel like I was able to escape, like, the reality of this, like, fast-paced complaining world and, like, go somewhere really cool and, like, love on others and, like, just get a new perspective. And so being back here, I feel like me and God are— not that we were, like, any less close, but I'm definitely, like, understanding him more now. Um,
0: There there was actually a lightness about you because they started school two weeks after winter passed away in a new city— new school, new life, new everything. And so her, her her anger to me started with school, but like really starting the first, the second year of school, like after winter's passing, like at the almost, like just after the one year mark, yeah. there was a lightness about her that was different. Mm-hmm. And so I actually think it's been a process of,
3: it's been like, a, you know,
0: six months with some yeah. valleys and yeah. some, you know, going through hard things. But like in general, there's a lightness to her that didn't exist. And now it's like, to me, as light as it's ever been. Yeah. And I'm, you know, as a dad, thankful to be able to see that. For sure. Yeah.
1: One of the things that I know probably made y'all's experience a little bit harder uh, is just the way life happens. Um, After Winter passed away, it wasn't soon. Like you just mentioned that you guys moved to a new town, new school. How has it been to be—and I don't want to assume anything, but I would assume, Elena, you and your sister started a new school, and you were the girls whose mom just died. Yep. (laughs) How has that been?
3: Um, I feel like from the start to now, it's been—because people forget. People move on. Like, even though I haven't, people forget, like— No one knew it was my mom's birthday today, and I wasn't going to talk about it. You didn't tell anybody? Mm, I told, like, two people, probably. Yeah. But, like, no. And so I feel like from the beginning, like, at first, like, the first thing someone said to me, like, I just met them. She's like, oh, my gosh, are you the girl whose mom just died? I'm so sorry. Mm. And that was, like, like, you're like, (laughs) oh, welcome (laughs) to my new school. This is so (laughs) fun. And,
0: And she was the girl whose mom just died. And was the girl from War It was, oh, it was just like yeah. compiled.
3: Yeah, And you were in a movie, yeah. And we live in a city that is predominantly white. And so I was the only black girl. My mom just died. I was in War Room. It was just a, it was a lot. And so people were just like, that's when people kind of stare or they say something and you're just like, you shouldn't have said anything. And so, but now I feel like I've made friends. People have forgot. They haven't forgotten. Like they know that, that reality, but I feel like they see me. For
1: you're me, not the girl anymore not, whose like, mom just died. Yeah. 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 You're Elena. Yeah. Yeah for the most part. yeah. She's that been co- hard. What about that for you, Jonathan? Are you the new pastor whose wife just died? Uh, to or did some you people, feel that as
0: an adult? Well, you know, like for me, I'm glad that I was the new pastor whose wife just died because I live a very extroverted life. And for me, like, be, well, I've actually heard that being seen, being heard, like how important that is in grieving. So being seen, being heard and being loved is really important. And I felt every bit of that. Mm. And I had no resentment for that. Like, I think Lena kind of resented that to a certain degree, large degree. I didn't resent that. I was actually welcoming of that. And I only, you know, when it's the, you know, you get some weird people and that's always weird, but (laughs) like outside of that, like I was grateful for it. And I still feel a little bit of that, but I, I honestly feel like God in coming to a new city, new church where I'm pastoring, I honestly just feel like that was God's greatest grace to me mm. was like taking me out of the, like airlifting at me out of the environment I was like yeah. two weeks before yeah. winter died mm-hmm. and dropping me back down um, into it. And it was, I felt seen, I felt heard, I felt loved and I'm grateful.
1: That's awesome.
3: That's, yeah, that's where we differ. But that was like, hard for you. Yeah. And because like he was at this new church that like I, like I definitely resented church for a, like a long time. I remember like going into counseling, maybe- six months ago and being like, I sang in church for the first time. Like, mm-hmm. like church like was not just, on a stage, like in like the yeah, like I sang yeah. to God and worship, like, and it wasn't, like I didn't feel angry. And so that was like a really, I forget, like you, you kind of forget about these things. You just like push them away because they weren't like the best things. But for me, it was like, I'm singing to Jesus and like, I felt because he felt so loved by the church and I felt like there's just weird people here. I don't want to be here. Like everyone sees me as like <laughs> they knew who I was. Listening. Yeah. Well, no, I love our
0: church. It's actually like, I think for Alina a long time, everything new represented what, what had changed yeah and even like winter's ministry like i think with for girls like you like even that represented what wasn't like so everything was like a reminder of what has changed and what she doesn't have anymore. right i'm not yeah. putting words in your mouth i don't know if you agree right. with that but that's kind of yeah is that true
1: yeah and you were also 14 mm-hmm. yeah i mean you got to throw that in the mix yeah. as well it's hard enough to be a 14 year old and then to have to go to a new place a new environment and be the new girl who's filling in the blanks yeah yeah um today is actually the day we're recording is actually winter's 40th birthday um, so as I know, it's a special day for you guys. How do you guys keep winter alive in your house?
0: <laughs> well, she's kept herself alive through my four girls. Like I literally see her in them every single day. And so like, honestly, like the greatest gift she's given me outside of her love is our four daughters and they they all represent her in different ways. And so from her spunk to, her love for travel to her love for shoes to her love for writing and everything creative. Like my girls represent all of that. And so that's one way, but we talk about her all the time. Like we've never stopped talking about her. Not for one second. She's included in our conversation. She's included in our prayers. And like, I never want anybody to stop talking about her because she still is like, she's not a was she's a is. And I think that's one of the harder things. Like I'm, and I'm talking too much. Like Lena's sitting here looking at me like dad. Okay. <laughs> um Yeah. Like we've never stopped. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What I about think, for you, Alina? I would say
3: like I think it's always a shock to my friends when I like talk about or tell stories about my mom and they're always like like she like talked about We don't about know it. what to do. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like like, why is it so weird to talk about it? I don't know. So I I feel like we've definitely exercised that through talking about her. And then also I've kept her alive through napping. I feel like she definitely passed that. <laughs> Your mom. No, loves like I'm naps. so serious. Yep. She loved naps. And I don't think I mean I loved naps when she was here and we would take naps together, but like I've, like, love naps now. Like, I don't know. She's definitely passed that down to me. And then also just, like, I know that I sound like her. Like, I say stuff, and I do things, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, that is so weird. Like, I am my mother. Like, I'm actually my mom. And my dad will say it, too. Like, yeah. You I look like, like your mom. Yeah, that, too. Yeah. They
0: smile yeah. the exact yeah. same way. You look a lot
1: like your mom. Yeah, yeah.
0: Same peaceful presence. Yeah. But fiery when they want to be.
1: You could see that, Alina. I remember talking to someone one time years ago on my other podcast, The Happy Hour, and they had lost um, a spouse years before. They were way on the other side, way more on the other side than you guys are. And they told me something I've never forgotten. And you guys are making me know that this is actually true again. They said they love it when people talk about their their one that they lost. Mm. She said a lot of times people are afraid. Like you said, your friends, like they're scared. Like, what do we do? And she said, I want people to say his name. I want people to know that he still lived and he's, he's this and let's talk about him. And it feels the way that you guys are talking like that as well. Yeah. Like, let's talk about Winter.
0: She's. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost impossible for us not to. Um, what's hard for me is I know everybody doesn't get this, but Winter, you know, like a lot of people knew who she was, especially in the Christian community. And then she has a ministry that we continued to run. So like, that was a gift to me, is a gift to me to still be able to even invest in the things that she invested her life into beyond even my girls you know like um it's been a gift uh, it's been a lot of work but so is marriage and so is Everything, a lot of yeah. other stuff yeah. you know, anything worth doing is, is uh-huh. a lot of work yeah but that, that that's been a gift to me and just really grateful that we we get to just keep her name and her activities and all that she was a part of going so
1: elena when you think about your mom what is like the first thing you think about Quiet
3: confidence Or like a still confidence Like she was confident And she like knew who she was But she didn't have to like talk about it Or be loud about it Like she just kind of would Like she'd be sitting right there And just be like Like very content And like at peace with herself And like she knew who she was And I feel like that's always something I was kind of jealous of I was like how is she so confident And now that she's gone I feel like That's weird that someone could pass something down But I feel like I definitely embody that part of her a little bit Like I don't feel the need to like talk or like make myself loud. Sure don't. Yeah. I'm okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's exhausting. (laughs) But when you do open your mouth, you have something great to say. Oh, thanks. Yeah.
0: That's what somebody said about, um, I'll never forget. I was at a conference that Winter was speaking at and a guy who now goes to church with me, she got off the stage. This was three months before she passed away. And, um, she gets off the stage, she walks out of the room, goes to the green room, and this man says to me, man, your wife is really wise. Mm. And I would have never described Winter as wise before, and I'll just, I'll, that will always stick with me, because she didn't talk a lot, but when she did, like, people listened, including me.
1: Yeah,
0: so. yeah. Lena's we, the same way, yeah.
1: We we lean in and listen. Mm. Uh This is on the other side of losing someone, and I said earlier, like, I by no means think that you'll ever be, we're completely on the other side. Mm. You probably couldn't have guesstimated how these 18 months have been either because at the beginning it felt angry, trying to be positive, all the things. What do you think that you will feel like on the other side of this grief in five years, 10 years, 20 years? Have you ever thought about that? No. <laughs> it's too much?
3: Yeah, for me. He probably. Maybe I, you have. Yeah,
0: I think about it a lot because I I think about the reality that, you know, I'll feel so great some days. Like... I went, on a, I went on a golf trip recently and I felt great. The weekend was awesome. And then I'm driving back to the airport. And actually that night I had a bunch of dreams about winter. Like she was there, like mm-hmm. real. And the whole drive, it's like a three-hour drive back to the airport. It felt as if she had died yesterday. And so the loss felt as as real to me as anything else. And so for me, and I don't know, I could be wrong. Like maybe those surges don't come back, but I do feel like, I'll have a surge every once in a while where it's like, did that really happen? Like, did I lose her? And I remember, like, really deeply. um, And I don't know, like, if I, you know. Do you
1: have those, Alina? I
3: had one today, like, but it was like, it's just like a moment where you're like, she's not here. Like, it's like surreal and it's like weird. And then, like, for me, I just kind of, like, get rid of the thought because it's just too weird to think about. Um, And then I would say, like time does not heal. And I feel like that was probably, I was angry about that lie because like people will say that and like it's not true. Time does not heal. And the fact that you're like still having like surges like that and I do too. I don't have dreams about her. I wish I did. I had like two.
0: You know, it's funny. I don't often, but when I do, she's there and she's never there for me. Hmm. She's always there for somebody else. Like it's so weird. Really? Yeah.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, Like I've had dreams where she's recognized me, but she's not there just for me. And so, yeah. You
1: kind of wake up and go, I want to go back to sleep.
0: I, I did. I back. actually did. Uh-huh. Like this last, the golf trip I was on, I went back to sleep and I kept dreaming about her. Wow. And I wanted That's to. That's so cool. Yeah.
3: You I said prayed you had that, two dreams? I've had like two. And both times it was like, um, she was, she was here like for some reason, like on a mission or something. And she had to go back. And that was like, I just got like that devastating feeling I got when she died. And so like, I think for for me, it was God. Like he was like sending on sending her on a mission or something, and then she
0: I, had to leave. I mm. very much believe that to be true, and like all my dreams are like that. Like
1: believe it's, what? What do you mean?
0: It's for somebody else. Like she's, um, I, like I believe that that God took her for a reason, and that reason isn't completely void of history. Like it's she's an eternity, but that there's something about them going on that is necessary for something about the future. And mm-hmm. that sucks to think about. And can I say sucks in this podcast? Sir?
1: You say anything you want on
0: this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that sucks to think about because it means that life isn't just about you. But every dream I have, it's like I had one dream where I'm standing in a church and her um, her aunt is standing down like the hall from me and Winter's looking for greeting cards in this church, like a church bookstore. And she grabs a greeting card and she literally walks right past me and goes and hands a greeting card to her, her aunt. And I had a conversation with her aunt and I told her that and she goes, oh, that's because of such and such and such, which I don't want to talk about because it's yeah. a personal thing. But like, I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about wow. that. Wow. Like I have dreams like, like that's been the majority of my dreams have been something like that. And she passed right by you. She passed right by me. Like she recognized right. that I was there and just kept walking right by me. And it ga- I had this longing for her in that moment, but I knew that she wasn't there for me.
3: I feel like in theory, like I want to experience that, but I think it would like <laughs> be take too much. It'd be yeah. too much if you I woke could, up. Yeah, I couldn't
1: handle it. Yeah. You mentioned you had, like, this passing thought today of, oh, she's not here. Yeah. Are those less or those more often that you have to go, oh, she's not here? They're random. They're just, like, out
3: of nowhere, and it's, like, a pain kind of. Like, I feel like that's how, like, the waves of grief are. Like, they're just out of nowhere, and they're just, like, kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah. And then, like, I'm grateful for it because I, like, remember, like... And even getting to like go and watch, like you said, her writing books and being prevalent in the ministry world and stuff, like getting to watch YouTube videos of her like interviews and stuff, I feel like that's super cool because I'm watching things I like. I had no interest in anything my parents ever did. Yeah, do you watch the videos? Yes, now I do. And it, cause I could care less about, like, that's so bad. But like, as your child, I don't really want to read your books. Or, oh, my kids <laughs> have never li- read my books or, or listen, listen to my your in- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, It's funny that, like, I'm going back and listening to her interviews, and she's, like, talking about me, and I had no idea. And so getting to hear her, like, say those things, and I don't know.
0: It's cool. Do
1: you watch things?
0: Uh, I do. And it's actually harder for me now than it was. Like, early on, I wanted to watch it. And now it's a little bit harder um, than it was. But now it's, like, more, I catch it because somebody posts it. Yeah. yeah. You share something, and I'm tagged or whatever. So
1: I did an interview with Winter and Crystal, and Crystal didn't release it until— Mm. I feel like six or seven months ago. And so when it came up, it kind of, yeah, it wasn't my mom or my wife. And it still kind of took my breath away. Like, I remember that conversation at y'all's house, sitting at the table with the, Winter.
0: The one thing that I have that will always be on, be with me on the other side is uh, on our 15-year anniversary, which was 27 days before she died, We, I recorded me... Um, I had surprised her with this dance at this mansion and dessert and this whole thing and it was a gift to me that I'll always have that I'll always look back at and I've watched that one when, whenever I miss her a lot that's the one I watch like it's on your phone? Uh, well it's on YouTube okay, so gonna, okay. I got YouTube I'll watch, go watch it. it too yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: that was a gift yeah that was a gift yeah wow yeah well I'll tell you both I was honored to know your mom and your wife it was a joy for me and um, we met going on a mission trip to Uganda hmm. And then Alina and I just went I to know. Rwanda.
0: What a coincidence! Full circle, guys. <laughs> yeah. Full circle. Oh my gosh. Full yeah.
1: circle. Um, I have one more question. I'm gonna put you on the spot, Alina. You said earlier. This is just my curiosity. You said people said stupid things to you. Tell me them. No, no, tell <laughs> me. <their laughs> oh, names. I was like, oh, give me names. I'm going after them. No, like, what are some of the things? Like, what was the thing that people that you really look at them and go, Did you really just say that to me?
3: Um. There was I. So I did a lot of like events and things like that. Like I can't even believe I. Like, you did. did stuff I was like with that. you at one, and it was like six or seven yeah. months. Mm-hmm. Which I look back and I'm like, that was insane because I was still angry. Because you were like, still angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um. But I feel like a lot. It was real. But I was dealing with things that like you would never. Yeah. You know. And so. Uh, there was one event, the Together 2019 or something, and it was, like, after the event, and I was, like, I did it. I'm fine. And we, like, went to dinner, and this woman came up to me and was, like, so how did your mom die? Okay. And I was, like, you've got to be crazy. Right. And my cousin was sitting next to me, and he just was, like, mad. He was, like, more mad than I was. And so that, and then people will just, like, say, like, pitiful things mm-hmm. that, like, make you feel, like, pitied and not, like, you know the difference between sympathy and empathy? Yep. Like, that whole thing. Yeah. And so it just feels like, how would you know, like, what it feels like? And they're like, I'm so sorry. Like, I know your pain. And I'm like, you don't, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and I, now I can look back and, like, give grace, you know? Yeah, they're like, well-meaning. Humans are humans. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, at the moment, I was, like, oh, like you know. Please don't. Balling up my fist. Keep
1: yeah. Ear. Keep your. <laughs> and you probably didn't say anything because you're just sweet little Lena, huh? Yeah. 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 I would yeah. say stuff
3: when I got
0: home. But you were
1: angry on the inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
0: know what Lena does? She'll be like, I said this I said that. And my sister, who lives with us now, was like, you didn't say that, did you? She's like, no, but I thought <laughs> no, it. No, I thought
1: it. <laughs> yeah. That, you know what? That'll keep you out of trouble, though. Just yeah. thinking and don't always let it go out. Um, okay, last thing. Jonathan, um, unfortunately, this is people's story. I mean— you guys are in this club that you would have never wanted to get into. Mm-hmm. And it's something that no one, no one expects. No one thinks it's in an instant. Everyone's life can change. Yeah, uh, There'll be people listening who they've either just joined this club. You guys didn't want to be in or it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. What are your, what do you say to them? You're 18 months in. What do you say to them when this happens? It's
0: the thing that's been consistently true for me um, is and the reason I am so uh I guess I'd call it faithish about it um cause, you know I joked about the sovereignty of God i mean it's, it really is a big deal like uh acts thirteen thirty six a verse I used to hear my old boss, pastor, spiritual mentor say, David served the purposes of God for his generation and then, and then he fell asleep, and he used to say that verse, and he'd preach and he'd say, and one day they're going to close the box and it was the most depressing thing I ever heard. <laughs> And the thing I can say that was true of Winter is that she served the purposes of God for her generation, like literally for her generation, writing to the and, and writing to the next generation, and then she fell asleep. And I, I take solace in the fact that she did serve her purposes. And so, I, you know, for the people that are still here, I would say serve your purpose. Like, what's God put you here for? Like, what is your purpose? And um, for those that are that are gone, like just take joy in the purposes that they did serve because there was a reason for them being here and so for me like that I I'm so grateful to have been a part of watching winter surfer purposes and being a part of being a guy that got to even be a steward to that like there there are things I could say that if I if I wasn't and this is me being like really prideful right now but if I wasn't here like maybe that wouldn't happen like I got to be a part of that mm-hmm. like God graced me to be a part of that yeah um and I would say like like enjoy what you have because Winter and I, neither of us were perfect. Yeah, our marriage wasn't perfect. We had with things going on, but th- we were so intentional about our marriage and parenting our girls. And so I don't, I don't have any regret for not at least attempting to do you know the right thing by her and the right thing with her for yeah. our girls. And yeah. so I would say lean in if if you're if you're not on the other side of that, like just do all you yeah. can to to have that peace. You know, I don't know if that was That's great helpful or depressing.
1: Well, thank you guys for your time. I know this is. um hard and you never would have wanted to be the spokesperson for on the other side of losing someone you love Um, but thank you for your words thank you for your lives and happy birthday winter
0: Yeah, she loves you by the way she loves you so yeah thanks for having us love
1: winter so thank you thank you guys This interview was so special for me because I was a friend of Winter's, and you know I only met Jonathan for the very first time at her funeral. Did you know that?
2: Yeah, I think I knew that.
1: Since Winter's funeral, Jonathan and I have become friends, and I don't think that I had actually even met Alina before Winter passed away either, so it has been such a joy to meet both of them and have the opportunities to actually minister alongside Alina at some of the same events, and we even traveled to Rwanda together early in 2020.
2: Yeah, I know this interview is special for you because of your love for Winter. And you always say such amazing things about her. I wish I could have known her. Um, I think it's always important to be reminded that individuals process grief in so many different ways. And that was highlighted in this interview. You know, there's not one right way to grieve. And everybody in their house, all five of them had to process the loss of somebody that they loved so dearly. And they had to process it in really unique ways.
1: One of my favorite things that Jonathan said in this interview when he was talking about winter, he said, she served the purposes of God for her generation, and then she fell asleep. And I take solace in the fact that she did serve her purpose. What a great reminder to us all to continue to serve the ways that God has designed us to serve. I so much love talking with my friends, Jonathan and Alina. They both hang out on social media. So find them over there and continue to follow both of their ministries.
2: Today's show was mixed and mastered by the team at Pod Shaper. The music was developed for the show by Matt Graham and On the Other Side is organized by Lindsay Sweeney.
1: We're your hosts, Aaron Ivey and Jamie Ivey. You can find us on social media to stay up to date with all the episodes that we're bringing you this season and in the future. Follow us on Instagram. We are at On the Other Side Pod. You can follow us individually on Instagram as well. I'm at Jamie Ivey.
2: And I'm at Aaron Ivey ATX.
1: And you can check out my other podcast, a host called The Happy Hour with
2: Jamie Ivey. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you next week.